is geared for you to think. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of Between Two Ovaries. Today, like every other episode, is very special because we have our first guest on the podcast. And sadly, my other ovary, my other half of the show is not on today. She is tending to life, but we have part of our collective here. And Feralina, would you please introduce yourself? Yes. Thank you for having me. Uh, my chosen name is Feralina, and my chosen last name is Roseberry, which my son actually made up for me. I thought that was really cool. So I'm a mom to two boys. I stay at home with them right now, and it's been a really beautiful journey, and I'm excited to be on the podcast, which in partnership with Venus and Isadora has really expanded my life. Mm, You're the best. You're the best. And if I may, I'd like to include that you are an amazing artist. You ask the best questions for reflection. Like you've said, being in this collective with you and Isadora, you both have accentuated my life beyond measure. I really would love to affirm the fact that you are the best at asking deep reflective questions and I hope that that the episode will give you the opportunity to maybe ask some of those questions because I'd love for our audience for our listeners to get a taste of who you are because I foresee you coming back over and over as part of this collective it's just so vital for you to be a part of this podcast because this podcast is a part of the collective so Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really, I really appreciate it. And it brought up for me some other people in my life. They might not appreciate thought-provoking questions or questions that always go so deep. So I always appreciate when you and Isadora reflect that back to me. It, it fills my heart, really. Mm. So. Will you fill my womb space and my heart and my womb heart and everything there is involved with our our bodies? So today's topic, Isadora and I and Feralina. And again, shout out to Isadora. I know you're you're out there handling your business. You are very much missed, Isadora. And it's just nice to know that we have this collective and that we have women surrounding us willing to be a part of of this womb space and maybe a fill-in ovary and who knows I I do know a random fact I do know a friend who found out that she only has one ovary and she found that this out I don't remember if it's prior or after her first pregnancy so there's women out there with zero ovaries one ovary two ovaries and if you're out there with like more than two ovaries hit us up would love to know your story <laughs> side tangent <laughs> side tangents we love side tangents on this uh, podcast so today's topic is social media and navigating it and how it's brought us together how it's divided us maybe in other areas of our life of our lives and just navigating it in general. Yeah, I think for me personally, it's only become evident how um, almost like what a, a 
crutch mm. or like lately it's just only become evident to me like how impactful it was on my life and I can see now that there was a part of my life where it was a very positive influence and without social media I wouldn't have met Isadora and I wouldn't have met you Venus along with many other women or people something that was impactful for me was when you actually were like oh I think I'm gonna take a break from social media and I just remember at that time you're like what that's so crazy I could never do that I can't imagine doing that and then all of a sudden one day I was just like I don't even want to check it and I stopped going on and it was huge I don't know do you want to share like a little bit about how that part of your journey? I would love to. Yeah, it's it's been quite a journey. So I'm 30. I grew up pretty much online. The internet didn't become a part of my life until I was about nine. That's when I kind of remember the first time dial-up. It was so exciting. It was so new. I remember my sister, she's 10 years older than me. She was going to Cal State Northridge, and she was going to school there, so she, as a student, had free dial-up service. And to get onto the internet was such a struggle because it was kind of like the 405 freeway here in Southern California where there are certain times of the day where it's ideal to travel because there's no traffic. So that was my first experience with internet. And then along came MySpace. MySpace was probably early high school for me. And that was super exciting. Live journal was my thing. I being a writer and now going back to Live Journal and reading it, it's like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Writing all of these things, sharing all of these things, but it was an outlet for me. Then came Facebook in college. So bits and pieces of my life are on the internet and will forever be lost in cyberspace. I do feel like a lot of my growing up has been on the internet because I've shared so much of my life and especially when I became a mom and I started using Instagram and started posting pictures of my kids and it kind of became this downward spiral of sharing everything online and living my life online and Finally, it was after trying network marketing where they really pushed to, for you to be seen and you have to be posting, you have to be on your lives, you have to be on your stories. And, and there's so many platforms nowadays that it wasn't only Instagram, it was Facebook. And that's that I only had Facebook and Instagram and I didn't have Twitter. I didn't have all of these other platforms that now exist but it became so exhausting because I started noticing that I was neglecting my kids. I was getting so frustrated at my children for not allowing me to comment back to people. I love reciprocating the love, the attention. If I don't like following people, to unfollow them once they follow me back, for example. And so... That was very stressful for me, not saying that I had dozens and dozens of comments or people to reply back to, but it's hard enough just keeping track of your immediate circle to then add more people to keep a relationship or grow a relationship with. So like you, Farolina, I just one day decided, you know, this is way too much and I completely just cut it off. It was like cold turkey 
and I noticed a huge difference. I was wasting so much time online and maybe not wasting because as you've mentioned, Farolina, I met some of my best friends online. You and Isadora and some of my other girlfriends that are now part of my immediate tribe. And I'm so grateful for the relationships that I have established. But at this point in my life, I'm very picky with when I go online. And I do notice, though, that when I do go back on Instagram, I lose myself in that rabbit hole and I start getting anxiety because it's almost like I hit the drug again. It's like I was good and then I was in rehab and then all of a sudden I fell back into that hole and I have to get myself back out because it's so easy for me to compare my life to others or to just get lost in all the information that's out there. That was a lot, wasn't it? Beautiful. (laughs) Where are you at with social media right now? So I guess I should share the thing that helped me to realize how much time I was actually spending on there. I went to an event down in LA with an amazing group of women. It was a weekend event. And through that weekend, someone had mentioned this book called The Mist of Avalon. And I was like, oh yeah, I I had wanted to read that before, but it was so long that I never started reading it because like you said, I met you through network marketing and with the expectations that they had on people, it felt like there really wasn't time for anything else. I had looked at that book before and been like, oh, I don't have time to read this. And so when I had decided to take a break from network marketing, the way that they suggest using social media and stuff, it was becoming an obligation and like a big responsibility for me that didn't really feel natural. So anyways, I found that I had time to read this book and I didn't realize how much I had missed reading fiction books. Through actually reading this fiction book, the way that they described characters and living their life, I had more revelations and awareness about myself, relationships in my life, living, like all these things that I felt like I had been reading, all these self-help books, these motivational books, spending so much money and time reading these books that were supposed to make me a better person, make me more outgoing basically change who I was to do better at, you know, this job or whatever. And reading this one fiction book, I guess having the examples of the fictional characters played out in life made it easier for me to understand. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. I ended up reading that book in like a week, maybe. So when I was reading so much, I didn't have time to go on social media. And right after that book, I started this other series of books that like has eight books. And um, the same thing happened with these other characters. I think I've shared some with uh, you and Isadora, different quotes or different like things that I realized. And it's just been amazing. Like it's so crazy to me that something like that can help me so much. Like I, I agree with you. Like I was taking so much time away from my kids, my family. Like I got to the point, yeah, where I just felt like, why are you guys interrupting me? Like I have all this stuff to do with the network marketing company and making a brand for myself and all these things. And that's what social media became for me. Venus, you have mentioned the comparison. That, that's been a huge thing. The comparison is what I've realized that that was one of the biggest parts for me is I was online looking at what other people were doing and then trying to see like, how can I do that? Once I do what they're doing, then I'll be successful. 
then I'll get all these followers, then my business will take off. And it was like a tough decision to let that go, but it also felt amazing. Now with social media, I really, I don't go on there. I might go on if I find an author or a person that I want to look up, that I want more information about, I might go on there. But like you said, having a hit of that drug again, I find that I'll just start scrolling and then I'm like scrolling so fast that I don't actually connect with people. I don't actually like absorb what they're saying and just like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? You know, did that make any sense at all? Oh my gosh. It makes so much sense. I resonate so much with it. Social media is such a crazy, the internet in general is such a crazy world because it's almost like nowadays if you're on social media, you're living two lives. You're living a physical life and a virtual life. And they're completely different. The virtual life, for the most part, is the best life you could live. Even when I would share about my depression and my anxiety and my challenges, it was so curated. I wasn't including why I was depressed. I wasn't including why I was anxious or that my husband and I were disconnected or that once our children came into this world, our marriage really had a rough time. It was more of like, yeah, you know, motherhood is challenging, but I wasn't going to give my audience the full scope of things because then you're airing out your dirty laundry in a sense. And when I quit social media, I completely just shut off. I did let people know, hey, like I'm going on a hiatus. I don't know if it's going to be permanent or not. But if you need me, here's my email address and we can exchange numbers if you really feel that we've had a connection. And how many people emailed me? probably like two and that's been in the span of more than six months however there have been people who've hit up my husband and my sister asking them if I'm okay they'll ask like hey is Jasmine all right I haven't seen her on social media and they'll respond yes she's okay she's just she's decided not to use social media anymore but do you have her number and they will respond yes they'll tell them okay well reach out to her she'd love to hear from you they never reach out to me. I'm not blaming them at all. It's just really interesting to me that now we depend so much on social media to make those connections where now even just receiving an email feels like receiving snail mail. And it's so special and personalized and quitting social media has allowed me to reprioritize my relation the relationships in my life like the one with my husband or the one with my children the one with my immediate girlfriends family members and it's just opened up so much time and space for other people but then on the downside there are moments where I will feel like I'm missing out on something in the world because I'm not up to date with the latest information or the latest saying, dance move, whatever it is, because it's changing so fast. My partner will come home from work and it's like, oh, did you hear such and such news? And it's like, no, I, I haven't been on social media for a week. It's like, and that's just a week. <laughs> it's crazy how fast life moves now with the internet. Yes, that reminds me, like I've had that experience as well. My husband's 
oh, did you hear so-and-so's having a birthday or they had a baby or they, and I'm like, and then now I'm just like, I don't go on there. I don't go on Facebook. So now he goes, did you hear? Oh, no, you didn't. Okay. And then tells me it has helped me to realize how much we've relied on there, like on social media and like what you're saying with where your sister or your husband are like, oh, do you have her number? And they're like, yeah, but they don't use it. You know, I've had that realization as well. Kind of Facebook was one that brought it up for me where it's like all these people will send me friend requests. I'm like, oh, I haven't talked to them since high school or something. So I was accept their friend request and then I never get a message or anything from them like people if I friend them I'm like hey how's it going you know like and they just want to be Facebook friends but we never actually talk or if I ever have like reached out they're like oh hey like why are you messaging me you know I'm like okay so that was kind of one of the first times where I realized this isn't really real or it's not really like friendship one thing that you made me think of with like feeling not up to date on the latest this or that I was listening to a podcast which I've had time to now that I'm not on social media all the time a guy was talking about I don't remember exactly how he said it but we live in a time where we have we have the internet we have social media people can communicate so quickly and we have access to like so much information like every option so if you say like oh what job do I want to have you now have access to every job available you could learn it where it used to be if we lived in a a town or a village and we didn't have the internet, we didn't have this connection, all these people, you would kind of have a more focused approach to it. Basically, the more choices that we have now and the more information, it's actually paralyzing for people. Mm. It's actually limiting them more than if we just had like five choices to choose from and we would pick the one that we really wanted. I don't know if that quite makes sense. It really resonated with me at the time because I love getting new information and I love learning things, but then I do get overwhelmed because I'm like, oh, I have to pick from 20 things instead of five things. But that's kind of how social media has been for me. It's like you're bombarded by everyone's opinion Mm -hmm. and what I found was I actually like didn't have my own opinion then because I was injecting myself basically with other people's thoughts and feelings and experiences and point of view and then when I'm like well what do I think I realized I don't actually know, you know, like I've been filling up my head and my heart with these other outside perspectives. So taking a break has given me the opportunity to like find myself again, I guess. Oh, that makes so much sense. Having so many choices reminds me of, I heard somewhere of like, why billionaires only like, for example, um, Mark Zuckerberg, I guess he only has he only wears a certain color of shirts and jeans. And it's because that allows his brain to have more space to make more important decisions. Because if he already knows what he's wearing on a daily basis, he doesn't have to make a decision of should I wear the green shirt with the gray jeans or the blue jeans? He already knows it's a white shirt with blue jeans. And that gives his mind some space to decide on more important things. I'm not saying I love Mark Zuckerberg. I'm just trying to put out there that our brains only have the capacity to make a certain amount of choices a day. And ever since I heard that, I try and stay conscious of, is this a decision worth wasting my mental energy on? Like, for example, should I fight this battle with my child or not? Or should I just give in to the fact that she wants an animal cracker instead of eating a meal? That's a horrible example, but... Um, And I love the fact that you used 
I was injecting. Like that word is so potent. We are essentially injecting ourselves with all of this information unless we learn how to use our filters. And how do we learn to use our filters is stepping away from the static noise. I When I first quit social media, there was more clarity in my life. I didn't hear all this noise. And it was because I was constantly looking at words, constantly reading other people's opinion. And that was taking a toll on who I actually was because I didn't know what my opinion was. And which brings up another side tangent point where I was going out and having me time But I was filming it all because I felt like it got so bad for me that I was recording everything with the whole stories idea on everything now for whatever reason. I felt like people needed to know every single step I took. And my poor kids were waiting for their pancakes and it took me half an hour just to make one of them because that first video that I took wasn't clear enough or the pancake fell on the floor, whatever it is. It's like people do not need to know that you're wiping your ass right now. Just let it be. For all you know, they're not even paying attention to you. I'm sorry to break it to you. But here I was putting myself on like you mentioned, like Farolina, you're trying to brand yourself and make a name for yourself. You already have a name. You already have a personality and people, whether or not they like it, be you and just live your life. And quitting social media has really, really encouraged me to find the value in actual physical connection or one-on-one interactions. And it's okay. You can still be chatting online, texting, but more of the one-on-one and less of the blanket. I'm going to post this so that I can cover all of these people and have them know what I'm doing. I've really found the value of privacy too. Yes. Oh my gosh. That reminded me of a few things. Yeah. Privacy. I realized that I'm actually like a very introverted person, which I knew for a long time. And somehow like along the journey, because I feel like I didn't join Instagram, Facebook, I was on, but I didn't really think too much about it. I would share pictures of my kids or whatever. And it wasn't that involved for me. But with Instagram, being an introvert, you know, I'm like, okay. Okay, Instagram was great because you could like watch people, but you didn't really have to interact. But then trying to do like the network marketing business or brand yourself. And like you said, recording everything, sharing and share your process, share this, share everything. Yeah. And it was like all of a sudden, I don't, I guess I got burnt out or I just was like, I was resistant to it for a while where I was like, this just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. Like I didn't want to do it, but I thought like, oh, that's what I have to do. And once I stopped, it was like, oh, like a big sigh, you know, and now I've gone like the opposite way from being like totally out there to being like totally not reclusive, not like a hermit, but like, yes, a hermit. That's <laughs> why <laughs> um, so I'm so thankful to have you, Venus and Isadora as my little community and being able to message with you ladies, because I think that's what I was always looking for on social media. You know, I had people that I would really admire and I really was like, oh, they're amazing. I would love to be friends with them, you know, and a connection was never established or something. I would be disappointed, like, oh, something's wrong with me. I'm not cool enough. So they don't notice me or they don't want to talk to me or something like that. The privacy thing is, it's been really huge. And just kind of respecting myself and being like, you are an introvert. And actually, like, that is awesome. 
There was an account I found on Instagram where, forget what her name was now, it was something introvert, and she basically would post memes about how awesome it was to be an introvert and how it was like a strength and not a weakness, the positives about it and how it benefits you. Like just her sharing that and finding her doing that kind of stuff helped me to start like shifting my mindset around it, I think. So that was one thing that was really big. Yeah. (laughs) Something came up while you were talking. It's like, we're totally not trying. I Well, at least I'll speak for myself. I'm totally not trying to persuade any of our listeners to quit social media. If, if you thrive on it, by all means, you know, do your thing. The more social media or the internet becomes such a vital part of our life because it seems like businesses, especially small businesses that aren't on social media, it's really hard for them to survive or on the internet in general. But I feel like as with anything, if you have too much of something, it's a bad thing, no matter how good it is. And if you're struggling with social media usage, or you're trying to find a balance, it's okay. It's okay if you don't have 14.4 thousand followers, you're you're still special. I, I mean, we have our little collective, the C3.orgasm account on Instagram. But if you if you go on there, we have what, like, I don't even think we have 30 posts on there. And we have maybe 70 followers. And before I would be devastated because it's like only 70 people like me. And it's not even that 70 people like every one of our posts. It's just like 10% of that. But I feel so much more empowered now using social media, having taken a break and reflected on what it really meant in my life and just finding the value for myself instead of placing that on other people's hands to affirm my value. We each have something special and it's really hard nowadays to stand out in the virtual world because it seems like everybody's copying everyone but the reality is that's just how uniquely alike I feel like it negates each other those two words but that's how uniquely alike we are and we can be and we can make those connections but I don't know where I'm going with this (laughs) I think Feralina I would really love to ask you what recommendations can we give our listeners if they are looking to make a change in the way they use social media. Do you have any ideas? Ooh, that is a good question. Read a book. (laughs) Read a book. Read Mists of Avalon. (laughs) And I'll just put in a plug. The Outlander series has been amazing for me. So, yeah, finding something else to do has been huge for me because, I mean, it's been proven that phones are addicting. Social media is created on a formula to be addicting to us. Now that I have kind of stopped, I can see it more, you know, where it's just like when you have a free second, you're like picking up your phone. Um, Now for me, I'm like picking up a book to read, like, oh, I want to read this. I think Isadora has been really good at it in like helping me with like gradual steps doing it the thing that made the biggest difference for me and might resonate with other people is being intentional with our time and for me that meant the people that I was following which corresponded to like the accounts that were showing up on my feed like who am I choosing to give my time to 
And so it was hard. I had to do it in a few different steps, but I like went through the list of all the people I was following and like cut out like half where I'm like, do I really care, you know, what they're posting, what they're saying? Like, does that make me happy or does that add to my life? And then I went back a couple weeks later and did it again. And I was following like probably like 700 people. Can I even like, you know, engage with those that many people? And I think I'm down to like under a hundred people now. And still I find when I go on them, I'm like scrolling past people. So like, those are the people people that you can cut out, you know, mm-hmm. does that help at all? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course, because you don't really think about you just start acquiring people like accounts. You just, oh, this looks cool. I'll follow them. And then all of a sudden you never look at them again. You scroll past them every time. So just kind of clearing out your life People that aren't unnecessary to your life are kind of like baggage. One other thing, too, for me was acquiring all those accounts. Like, oh, that's cool. I realized that I stopped seeing the people that I... Because there was a small group of people that I was actually interacting with and building a relationship with. And then they changed the algorithm and blah, blah, blah. And I stopped seeing them. And I would have to, like, specifically go type in their account just to track what they're up to or see what their updates are. And another thing for me was that I had a few people on there that were, like, bigger accounts or that their accounts, like, grew really fast. And those were, like, usually the people I was comparing myself to the most of, like, oh, well, they're doing this and they're doing that. And if I could just be like them, then I can be a successful artist. I can do this or that. And this isn't necessarily relevant, like a tip, but it was just something I realized for myself was every day I was watching their stories. What are they doing? How are they living? Waiting on them. Like, what are they going to do to help me get inspired for the day or to help me feel better? Or at a certain point, I was like, oh, I could never unfollow them. Like, I always want to know what they're doing. And then even just realizing that, like, being like wow you're paying a lot of attention to like these couple people you know like almost like idolizing them I guess so to get to the point where I unfollowed them because we didn't we never developed like a personal connection or really intimate we were friends messaging each other anything like that and so to be able to like unfollow those accounts felt like a big step in my own independence or like getting to know myself again because those I mean those people are influential and they have strong opinions I did find that like you said being able to use your filter and differentiate like that's their idea what are my ideas like I started just adopting all of their ideas like oh well I'm in alignment with most of their stuff I would just read all the books they were reading or think all the things they were thinking and that was kind of a big shift for me that I found like being able to let go of that attachment that I had put on them that's crazy the the way you you described independence gaining that independence from simply unfollowing someone who you really technically don't even know you know them because you follow them but in reality if you met them in person you would know about them but they would have no clue about you unless you had that personal connection which then you'd be friends but it's so powerful to me that we can gain independence simply by unfollowing someone it's a crazy time we live in What's driving me the most right now to be really conscious about how I use the internet and social media and what I put out are my kids. My kids because I don't want them to live a life online only. I know it's going to be inevitable that they're going to be online, but the movie that comes to mind is The Lorax 
where people have to buy air. I think it is. Have you seen the Lorax, Veralina? It's so funny that you bring it up because we just got it a few days ago and the kids have just, that's the only movie that they ever want to watch now. Like, And we used to have the older one, the original Dr. Seuss one, and I really like this newer one that you're talking about. They added some backstory to it. So. Mm-hmm. It's just so crazy and it reminds me of WALL-E too where these kind of apocalyptic movies I know the Lorax isn't well I guess it could be a type of apocalypse but it makes you think of is this really where we're headed are we really gonna live only on artificial things and I would be devastated if I couldn't go up to the mountains and just hide away whereas before I would tell people I'm out there on my stories on Instagram and let them know yo look I'm hiking it's like congratulations you know like where I wanted people to congratulate me comment on my awesomeness just because I'm going hiking now I want to really enjoy it for myself and preserve the naturalness of it all and of life because I don't want to be a sims you know (laughs) back in the day where you build your city and you you kind of controlled little people virtual people I want to grow old and natural life yes so much Oh, there's so much to talk about on this topic. Thank you so much for joining me on that topic, Fairlina. I I really hope that we start a, a conversation with our listeners. We advocate for you and hope that we bring topics to your plate that you can take out into your tribes or your families or your kids and have these conversations with them because I think the more we stay conscious of how we're living the more we can grow yes thank you so much for inviting me and I'm so happy I could join I just wanted to kind of clarify my hope for everyone like in my life people I don't know is that each person will find the thing that makes them the happiest. And so like for you, Venus, you know, social media wasn't working for me. It wasn't working. And to be able to realize that was huge. And for some people, it works so well, and it contributes so much to their life. And that's amazing, too. You know, so it's like each person just tuning in to themselves and finding like, what makes me happy, you know, so Mm -hmm. definitely. Thank you. And with that, I want to transition over to cycle time. We still haven't received a jingle. I know you are one of the trackers. And what I mean by that, Farolina, is I know that you track your cycle. I don't know if you want to join in on cycle time today. I'm going to share about where I am in my cycle right now. I'm on day eight. I think I'm transitioning into pre-ovulation because I just finished bleeding. I'm still kind of spotting a little bit. The last remnants of of my uterus (laughs) are coming out. And what that looks like for me is, unfortunately, I have to say that I am not completely in tune with my cycle right now in the sense of this last bleed. I didn't give my womb as much attention or love as I would have loved to because I was out on a family vacation and I thought I was going to have more time for myself, but that was not the case. Although it was a fantastic vacation, I didn't get to be by myself much. I haven't really received any downloads, but it's been all good. I've been I've been happy. I just I want to refocus into my womb space and balance some things out. Yeah, I love talking about my cycle. Would you like to talk about yours? 
I would love to. That's yeah, yeah. probably one of my favorite topics of conversation that we have between the three of us or that's shared on the C3 account is cycle stuff. I am on day 18 and was just thinking today, I was having a really hard morning feeling frustrated and where is any patience that I might have had with my kids? It's all gone. And was just feeling really kind of out of sorts and frustrated and realized where I'm at in my cycle. And so I'm feeling like I'm probably entering the pre-menstrual phase, or as we like to call it, the pre-death, pre-mortem phase <laughs> leading up to bleeding. So it's interesting that I felt it today like very strongly and the day kind of got better or less tense as it went on but any downloads for you um, I'm looking at my cycle tracker right now which while you look at your cycle tracker I'd like to remind our listeners or just kind of plug in here that Feralina has been amazing in creating our cycle tracker um, slash journal slash planner and Feralina you I'd like to love on you right now because you put so much love and work and attention into this planner and I'm so excited for women out there and people to try this scheduler out. I know in our last episode we did, uh, Isadora put it out there that if you are interested in trying out or being, um, hmm, we haven't found a better word than guinea pig yet, but uh, if you'd like to be a guinea pig, we'd love to have you try it out with us and give feedback. So just a little plug in while you were looking at your tracker. Yes, I'm so excited. I was just talking to a friend who is, has a pretty busy schedule. It just reminded me of the excitement that we've been kind of fine-tuning it, and I'm so excited to hear like how it works for other people. And I think it's we've all had a lot of different realizations or kind of like aha moments, you know, where like realize that every month, you know, on day nine or whatever this happens or and it's tracking has enabled me to do that. So beautiful. Thank you for the love. It gives me so much joy to create these things and then that we all are able to use them and it works so well is just like the most exciting for me. I love it. And also downloads today, I realized after I had like calmed down from this morning, how amazing my kids actually are and how beautiful and smart they are. And like kind of reminded myself to try and like calm the hell down <laughs> sometimes and take a few deep breaths when I feel frustrated and not just react. Like I just tend to always react immediately. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, these kids are so amazing. Why was I even so mad this morning? <laughs> Um, so that actually has been a download for me. That's a major download for sure. <laughs> Calm the hell down. <laughs> for some reason, I don't know, I just, it came up for me. It's like, be cuntalicious. Be cuntalicious. <laughs> right? Right. Oh. Like, tune in. <sighs> cuntalicious. Yeah. That's the next stay tuned for the bumper sticker. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love that word. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing about your cycle. I love, love talking to anyone. And it's, it's so funny. I think now that we've 
been as a collective this long. I mean, it's been maybe at least six months. I remember when we first started Marco Poloing each other back and forth about, hey, are you interested in starting this, like being in this collective? I've desensitized myself, and that's probably not the right word, but that's the word that's coming up for me. Desensitized myself to the word cunt, so I'll use it, not remembering that it's not everybody's understanding that a cunt is a magical anatomical jewel that holds the cosmos <laughs> that glitter and magic come from <laughs> and so like I'll randomly like not randomly but I'm I'm in conversation and now I'm so much more comfortable talking about my cycle especially with men where not especially but whereas I was really embarrassed before now I'm just like yeah yeah I'm bleeding right now all of these things that used to cause me to feel shame and embarrassment. Now I'm just so open about it that when I say the word cunt and people look at me all funny, I'm like, why are you? Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't have the same understanding of that word as I do. <laughs> so I have to explain it. And that's beautiful because now we're educating other people about what it means to us or what it really means. And Yeah, putting it out there. Started, like you said, starting the conversations or planting the seeds even, you know. I was watching a, a little show today and one woman used the word cunt to someone else negatively. And I was like, oh, I forgot that people still talk like that. Oh. And the crazy part is that now more than before, people use it positively. But still, like we've got so much work to do. So last little segment is our reflection read. Uh, reflection read for those of you if this is your first episode is where we choose something to read to share with you and we share why we're sharing it and how it fits into our life and mine it's by Kiki Palmer and the book is called I Don't Belong to You the piece says the thing about social media is that sometimes sharing can get addictive it is almost like a drug that can take over your life. The addiction leads you to post and post more at every turn, not realizing you have stopped living and instead have missed every moment stolen by the click of the camera. Pictures, personal details, and other private matters start to leak out, and over the course of more posts, you start telling more and more and more, until suddenly you're sharing every detail of your life. Whew. That is exactly where I was with social media. I think it just kind of describes itself. It's so amazing how, I think we've talked about this, where at times we felt like, I'm the only person going through this, you know? And then you find like a quote like that in the book that perfectly, like even for me too, describes what I was feeling, you know? Or like a, that quote could have inspired our whole podcast, but we thought of it separately, you know? I wanted to add to that quote what was really powerful to me and she Kiki Palmer if you don't know who it is she is the main actress of Aquila and the Bee the little girl she's now grown up and she's beautiful beautiful individual the powerful part about that quote for me is the fact that she is famous doesn't excuse her from feeling what us quote-unquote average people our feeling from social media, from any other topic that we may 
talk about on this podcast, she's human. And you mentioned, Feralina, about idolizing people, the influencers. Really quick, I went to an event last Wednesday. Shout out to Mommy in Los Angeles magazine and Annabelle, who publishes the editor-in-chief, who publishes this new magazine about the movers and the shakers in Los Angeles, specifically moms. And so I went to this event last Wednesday, and I met some pretty big names on social media. And meeting them and talking to them, you realize you are a person too. And it kind of humbled me in the way that I shouldn't be idolizing anyone simply because that puts a lot of pressure on me to want to be like them. And really the only person we should be idolizing like that, the only human, should be ourselves. And I'm not saying conceitedly. I'm saying just idolize yourself by taking care of yourself, loving yourself unconditionally, even through like you, Fairlina, this morning where you were having a really rough time, but you were able to get yourself out of that. And I know that you love yourself enough to do that for yourself. So now you have compassion for your kids and you're actually seeing the good in your kids instead of thinking you guys are rotten little children that I just want to throw out the window because that's sometimes what I feel with my kids. But yeah, just it is what it is. We are human and nobody's excused of feeling any negativity. So if you're feeling alone, you aren't alone. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And thank you. So is there anything that's coming up for you before I give our last announcements? There's so much coming up for me. We probably need like five more podcasts. Um, No, this has been amazing. And it's just like everything else where basically everything you say kind of resonates for me. And it always blows my mind just how much like we're on the same page and we, you know, we don't realize it, but we're able to kind of say the words that, you know, we couldn't think of for each other. Yeah, I love that about us as friends, as sisters, as a collective we go through seasons together, not even knowing that we are going through these seasons. And then we touch base with each other and you're like, oh my gosh, you're going through that too. And it may not be exactly like each other's situation, but the collective feelings are similar. And it just means the more we find our tribes and stick with each other and have each other's backs the more we can rise together and it's true the feminine is rising and it's so strong and we got to just keep it going yes i agree whole womedly (laughs) womedly womedly I love it. I love it. So with some last announcements, as always, please don't forget to check out our show notes located in the episode's description. Support the beautiful humans we share about in our our episodes. And remember to give love to those people as well as to us, of course. And if you would love you feel called to leave us a review, thumb us up or however you can give us attention on the platform that you're listening to us on, please, please do so because that's the really the only way that we are seen. And without us having to invest so much time, I think after speaking about social media the way we did, it takes a collective. It takes a lot of us to come together and raise each other up. And that's really what we are asking from you is to help us out and If you feel that we're helping you out and if you feel called to help us out, we would love and appreciate your support. 
And I know I keep mentioning about that giveaway, so stay tuned. We will be giving out a little cunt handmade by my dear friend Amanda. So I will be putting those details together for next time. We're still looking for a cycle time jingle. So if you are a songwriter or just a creative person or feeling creative at the moment when we mention cycle time, we'd love to get an email from you. And if you're interested in being a guinea pig for the Cycle Tracker Planner uh, journal, please hit us up. Our email is c3.orgasm at gmail.com. Or you can go on Instagram and message us through there. Our account is c3.orgasm. So thank you. Thank you, Feralina, for being here with me. Thank you to our listeners for listening to us. And thank you, Isadora, for being out there handling your shiznits because you need to take care of yourself, girl. And everyone else out there handling your business Keep your wombs happy, safe, loved, and pleasured. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Ovary out. It's good for you to think. For you to think. For you to think.